This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook. And every once in a while, you get an obscure entrepreneur because you have no idea how entrepreneurism is invading every area of industry, business, careers, and jobs. And this is someone that I'm a fan of. So I'm super excited to be here. Howie Mandel, everybody knows, an extraordinary comedian, actor, producer, uh, unbelievable television personality, host, some of my favorite shows. So that's why I'm a little bit excited. I get to be around the greatest billionaires, millionaires, and entrepreneurs. But uh, the one profession I wish I would have been involved in was comedy. Really? And I, I do. I think that comedians are the highest level of intelligence and what comedians have to do. How I don't we, understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Exactly. Uh, and your podcast, which you've done over a hundred episodes as well. Yeah. Howie Mandel does stuff right. is indicative of how clever and quick you have to be in order to be a comedian. Cause not only do you have to process so quickly, just like a quarterback in the NFL, but you actually have to come up with something other than throw a football. You actually have to be funny. You know, I don't know. And to be honest with yeah, you, please. I don't know. And I think that what you do in comedy is very similar to what you do as an entrepreneur. And the reason for that is I just, I don't think, you know, mm. I think that people overthink. I think that everybody, you know, I think that as human beings, we are, we have this brilliant instinct, you know, you know what you like, you know what you respond to. You know what you're thinking, but then when, as we become older, we're lear- we, we teach ourselves wrongly, I think, to uh, analyze everything. You know what I'm thinking? <laughs> and, then, and then we all go through life with I shoulda, coulda, woulda. And if you didn't, if you did and you experienced, um, maybe you didn't have a, what you might consider a success, whether it's in a career, whether it's with a joke, whether it's with an idea for a business, but you do have an experience and every experience is something to learn from. And I talk about how I make a living now. Everything I was ever punished for, expelled for, gotten in trouble for is what I get paid for. I was not pursuing comedy, um, but it was a dare to get on stage. I didn't understand that this was even a career. I didn't pursue this as a career as I didn't pursue anything I've ever done as a career. So it's just things that I'm passionate about. I have been diagnosed with, you know, ADHD and anxiety. And one of the uh, side effects of some of the things that I have been diagnosed with is uh, not considering ramifications, which is good. And if you look at anybody who ever made it, including yourself, I think that you you probably had an idea. If you had an idea and you shared that idea with a group of people close to you and you said, what do you think of the idea? I would imagine that you could have compiled a huge list of reasons to not go forward with that idea. And which are always much more than the reasons to go toward the idea. I mean, ultimately success is the reason to go for it. But what is success? Success is for me, uh, I, I mark my day of success as April 19th, 1977. April 19th, 1977 is the day I was at a comedy club in Toronto at Yuck Yucks. And I'd never seen stand up. Um, I didn't have a lot of friends. I was thrown out of school. I don't have a GED. And I didn't, in the mid-70s, um, discos were all the rage, like Studio 54 and places like, I don't dance, I don't drink, I don't, I'm not 
athletics, so I couldn't get together and have a basketball game at the Y once or twice a week. I don't gamble, so I don't know how to play cards, so I couldn't get a poker game together. So somebody said there was a stand-up comedy club, and I went to the stand-up comedy club, and I saw these guys. It was really funny, and I laughed in the moment, and then they said, you know, if anybody thinks that they have what it takes to do this, you know, we'll take, we'll see you for three minutes on Monday nights after midnight. And somebody I was sitting with went, you should, you should do this. <laughs> and I went, okay. And without, I didn't aspire to be a comedian. And if you look at my old YouTube videos of me, when I, when I started out in my mind, I didn't even really prepare. I didn't know what it took to be a standup. I didn't have any uh, path. And I thought, okay, he said, I should get up on stage. I'm not a comedian. That's kind of funny. If I just, if somebody goes, ladies and gentlemen, Howie Mandel, it's funny because there's no reason for anybody to be introducing me and there's no reason for me to even be on stage. And that's the extent of my thought. I thought it would be funny to show up where I shouldn't be <laughs> and I have no business being. And they went, ladies and gentlemen, Howie Mandel. And as the audience is taught to do, they applauded and I got up on stage with nothing with nothing and as soon as the uh the um audience died down which took probably a second because there's no reason to have any sustained adulation for somebody you don't know um i i i, I became aware that there were a bunch of strangers in the room looking at me waiting for me to do something and i had nothing and then i got uh, the adrenaline started pumping and just fear, just crazy fear, which is my fuel. Uh, my two fuels are fear and curiosity, and I'll talk about that in a second, but but it was fear. And if you look at my old um, videos, that was my act. So I realized I got to come up with something. So I started going, okay, okay, all right, all right, okay, all right. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you want to hear something? You know, oh, did you hear, did you guys hear that? And, then, and they would giggle, and I didn't even understand what they were giggling at. And I'd go, what, what, what? No, tell me what. And I was so uncomfortable. I put my hands in my pocket and I've been open about my OCD and I carry rubber gloves because when I was out in public, if I had to go to a, a public restroom, I wouldn't touch anything. And I had rubber gloves and I took a rubber glove out of my pocket just because I was so scared and nervous. And I don't know why I pulled it over my head and, and uh, I started breathing through my nose and the fingers were going up and down and the audience was roaring at that. And then I blew it up and it popped off and they applauded and I had enough sense to go, good night. <laughs> and I walked off and the audience was going crazy. And the owner of the club said, you gotta come back tomorrow. And I go, why? Well, you do it again. I go, do, do what, do what? He said, do what you did. And I go, I don't know what I did. And from that moment on, it was just, if I would have thought about an act, I probably couldn't have written an act. I showed up, you know, and 99% of success is showing up, just doing it. You know, when people talk about like Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or anybody, really the only difference between any of those people and you is they did it and you didn't. If you were really, really interested, if your passion was computers and you were really interested in you know, hanging out in your parents' garage and just having your best friend and all you did your whole life was tinker with it, you might come up with something amazing. Like, think about Steve Jobs. I mean, what was that idea? IBM already existed, you know? Uh, there were computers. He didn't invent the computer. In fact, he came up with a, something more expensive, 
that's kind of easier. And he was interested in calligraphy, you know, because that's what he he audited that, that class. So I want something so that when you type in, it kind of looks nice. It's kind of user friendly. It's kind of the way of the world now because he did it. You know, is PayPal really a, a good, like an amazing idea? It's just, an. it, it seems like the natural, I'm not taking anything away sure. from it, but I think that the difference is that if you're passionate about something and you do something. So I went back the next night. This is the first time I didn't have friends, but I had people who kind of related to the silliness of my fear. There, everybody was laughing at me and seemed to like me. And I've been chasing that warm blanket of acceptance every single day since, which turned into a career. Here I am almost 50 years later sitting and talking to you about that night. And, and, that, and people know me for this. You know, that rubber glove bought me my first house. That is awesome. And when I'm listening to you, there's an aspect of being an entrepreneur, number one, of being consistent. You mentioned that at the end with jobs, et cetera. Is it a great idea or is it someone that just pays attention and gives intention consistently towards whatever it is they're dreaming of but yet so many people limit themselves because one they won't show up and two they won't do the work and looking in your career whether it was seen elsewhere or deal no deal whatever it is you know being as an agent uh, originally with lee steinberg most people ignore the fact of what it actually took to get to where you are and to continue to be there but my friends who are agents. I have a lot of real good friends from the same company you came from. I have, my wife's an agent. And what I watch and what I've learned at this point, I think I'm older than you even, a lot older <laughs> you than you. You just look younger, you're fine. No, I'm a lot older. How old are you? 55. I'm a lot, I've got more than a decade on you. Okay, I'm, an, I'm closer you to 70. Great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't fishing for compliments, but <laughs> I don't have a my hairline's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the, the point that I'm making is if you would say to somebody, okay, you're going to, uh, you're going to try to write really silly stuff and that's how you're going to make your living. You know, I was a really good salesman. I had a job. I was making money. I was engaged to be married. If I would have shared that plan, which I didn't have, but I just, you know, I think you got to live in the now mm -hmm. because that's the only thing that's real. You know, what did happen is your perception of how it happened because nobody sees it the same way and what might happen is not guaranteed so if you have an idea or you have a, a just an inspiration in the moment i say go for it you know it's not even my idea it's nike's just do it and and there's something to be said for everything that i've just done has actually worked out it's not the plan you know to be a game show host was the opposite of being a comedian. It was the punchline. In 2005, comedians didn't do, didn't make their, just like movie stars didn't do commercials at that time. Right. And uh, uh, people who were, or whose currency was irony, like a stand-up comic, didn't do, the game show host was the punchline. So, and now it's the, uh, it's the norm because Deal or No Deal was so big. You're welcome, Steve Harvey. Yeah, I was going to say, Steve Harvey definitely is grateful. Now, there's an aspect, you know, when I look at how things happen as well, there's intuition, which we're talking about. There's intellect, which can interfere as logic doesn't take place within the context of intuition. And then there's inspiration. And all three combine usually in entrepreneurial What's success. instinct? In intuition to me um, is your ability to be aware. So, but 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 I don't know. Isn't it like an instinctual? What's the difference between 
being intuitive and instinctual? So for me, they both are relatively similar. So I look at intuition and instinct, not with any logic or reason combined. Too many people, I'll give you an example, craps table, and you've seen that because we've both been in Vegas a lot. Right. The guy standing at the crap table, he rolls a hard eight and he wins. He's like, I knew it. Meanwhile, you know in his head for the last 10 rolls, he's been saying hard eight, hard eight, and losing a, a shitload of money on the hard eight, and it finally hits. That's not intuition. Intuition is the first- oh, that's luck. Right, the first time you hear in your head intuition, what the universe is telling you, as I believe in a unified system, infinite system of thought that we all belong to, intuition and instinct says pay attention. I don't know when, because time, as you said, is irrelevant, it's infinite. So what to me intuition says is pay attention to this. And eventually, you know, Dumball, you're gonna figure out that this was something significant for you. And because time's a man-made construct, to me, I think it's important to elevate our awareness to what resonates with us. Something told you, your intuition said, I'm gonna do that. But you didn't use your logic to say, no, I'm not because I'm a sales guy who's getting married. And I think that's an incredible thing. That's why I need a clock because I channel. And when I come out of this intuitive state or this channeling state, I have no effing clue how much time went by. So if I'm speaking on a stage and I need a clock or else I'm the world's most uncomfortable speaker in the world. Well, I'm aware of time because I think I'm going to die soon. <laughs> We're all going to die. We, that's guaranteed. Yeah, that's my, happy, that's my happy place. I love it. Just thinking of that. But, but I, it's not only intuition. It's like things that make sense outside of show business. And I've always, uh, you know, dabbled outside of show business. You're sitting in, I love real estate. You're, this is my building. You know, right. I'm involved in Proto. Uh, technology, you know, but, uh, but even before that I was playing Vegas, I was Diana Ross's opening act and Steve Wynn decided to build the Mirage. And then that kind of, uh, I was amazed that that kind of catapulted the, that became the biggest growing city in the world. And I noticed that everybody was moving out there and people like, uh, these big home uh, building companies were buying tracks of dirt where they were gonna build 2000 homes. And there happened to be, I was reading about these lotteries. People are just trying to get into these homes in Sum Summerland and all these <laughs> things. And Henderson yeah. and all these things. So I, I went, oh, they're building all these homes. And I drove out to the dirt and I could see all the dirt and they're building. And, but I didn't see anything else around. So I, I went out there and I bought it at the, edge of every of these uh, of all these developments a couple of years before they were even built i would buy like two acres of sand for nothing <laughs> just outside of it and they and people would say what are you what are you doing and i go well there's there's nothing out here and they go well they're going to build two thousand homes i go yeah then all those people are going to be out here because i knew there were lotteries to buy the things but there's nothing out here they go well what do you mean and i go what does these people need a gas station they need a car wash. So at the corners into all these lots, I built little strip malls and, and gas stations and car washes. And I built them on every corner going into every uh, suburb of, of Vegas. I ended up, I sold them all, but, but, <laughs> the, but, but I did that. And it was like, I'm not in the real estate or the gas station business. Right. But I just, it just made sense. It just like was stupid. I see 2000 people living there. I know that when I get up in the morning and I want to go to work or I want to drive someplace, I'm going to go fill my car up with gas or I need a, one of those little uh, stops where you can go buy groceries or a little thing that, that wasn't out there saying, is everybody going to go to the strip to go buy something from a hotel gift shop? Like, where are they going to go get? Nothing was out at that yeah. time. This is the early eighties. 
you know, so. And, and where in your mindset was the activation part of what you do? Because that to me is essential as an entrepreneur that a million great ideas out there. That's but this many people do something about it. Just do it. So that's my, I, I chalk it up to my mental health issues is I'm not aware I just do. I've done a lot of really stupid things physically, <laughs> mentally. I've said stupid things. I do. I, like, I'm constantly, it's like fucking buckshot, you know? Just this shit comes out of me. A lot, a lot of it doesn't stick. Yeah. A lot of it doesn't. But I'm just always, in any given day, like even today, I'm doing nine different things that have nothing to do with each other. It's awesome. You know, whether I'm doing this podcast or whether I just, like, I, I just did a, I just shot a prank just because it came to my mind. And I, I had my uh, son follow me around with his, with his um, iPhone. And I, I was fucking with some people. And I don't know what I'm going to use it for and i don't know if it'll be on social media probably or in a live show that i'm doing and then i have uh i go and deal with whatever we're dealing with and and make some connections for proto or technology that i'm working with or i don't know like in any course in any given day and i wake up not knowing what i'm gonna do and on the other side of it um you may not know this about me either since you know not quite as, uh, haven't built a brand as big, but I lost over a hundred million dollars in 2008. Yay. And I don't know how I'm supposed to react. No, to no. That, and, I, I, and I say that because at 2008, yeah, that I was, was a millionaire crash. in 24. By, by the time I was 24, I had a reputation. Were you in real estate? In real estate, golf yeah. course, ski mountain. And I, but everyone thought of me as Midas. So people invested in me. I had this same perspective that you did and I screwed it up. And I screwed it up. Did for you Brian change your name to Meltzer? It wasn't Madoff. <laughs> no, was it, it Madoff? No, I didn't no. take that much investment. Mostly okay. friends. Okay. Uh, which is worse in my opinion. So but, did Madoff. Yeah, but not as much. Uh, I did it as what they thought was a favor to let them in the deals. And ended up so was Madoff. Right, you're, you're telling the same stop. story. You're building, you're digging a they hole. Digging a so. hole. But let me just stop. So, but you've had so many successes by having this open mind uh, attitude. And Have I've you had, had failures? an that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, probably more failures than successes, but you got to be willing, you know, as Gretzky, are you a hockey fan? Gretzky yeah. said, you miss every shot you don't take on on that. Yeah. You know, I'm Canadian, so hockey is in. Are you a Warren Moon fan? I do know Warren Moon. Warren Moon, uh, he probably wouldn't remember this, but he did an episode of Deal or No Deal. Yeah, that's my business partner. Yeah, so he tried to shake my hand. There's a video of him online. He told me to, not to shake your hand. Well, because Warren Moon tried. Yeah, I think awesome. I have a video. Somebody Google Warren Moon shaking Howie Mandel. Warren Moon dealer, no. Warren Moon trying to shake Howie Mandel's hand. See if it's there. Tell me one way you deal. So you do deal with uh, mistakes. Tell me how on the other side you've been able to deal with the mistakes since there's been so many you know what you know it's not even dealing with mistakes because i just kind of move forward and i think that this is the the answer to everyone for success in life and maybe even feeling to to try to uh, maintain a kind of a youthful attitude is curiosity i think when we're all kids 
Um, when we're all kids, you know, that's what pop culture is. Pop culture is you want to hear what everybody's listening to. You want to know what the latest and greatest is in music. You want to know how, what people are wearing, what kicks people are buying. You want to have the sneakers that people have. You want to have the style, you know, but it's pop culture. And then what happens is, you know, and we all have FOMO as kids. And that's what the marketplace is. That's why people are buying. You have to market to, you know, 18 to 39. You know, that's if you're doing television, that's who you market to. That's who are buying tickets. That's who's going to games. That's who's buying the merch. At a certain age, people's uh, curiosity, like their testosterone or estrogen, begins to wane and you become comfortable. You pick a style that you like. Look at your parents. They probably have a style that they've stopped in you know 20 years ago they'll tell you that what you're listening to is not music what i had was music you know that was good music this is not good music it's because they just the my analogy to that is there came a a time and this is my curiosity i'm so afraid of always missing out my son who kind of put me on board as far as, you know, social media and the digital age, um, I would see a, a YouTube video with a hundred million clicks. And I would be reading in the comments, this is hysterical. This is amazing. This is the funniest thing I ever saw. And I'll be totally honest with you. I didn't get it. <laughs> and there wasn't a time when, at, when I was young, if it was funny, even if I didn't enjoy it, I got it. I know why they were laughing. You know, there's a big difference between, you know, I admire and love a carrot top as much as I admired and loved um, Jerry Seinfeld. You know, the different kinds of comedy, yeah. like country music versus hip hop. Like, you know, I got it. But I was looking at comedy online that were getting 100 million clicks and I go, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. And it became my my need to kind of tell me why this is funny. Why is this audience? How are you garnering this audience? Why are a hundred million people globally from different cultures and different languages? I want to know that I want to be part of that. And that's, I still have that instead of, I can at my age and a lot of people that are my age kind of relax and go, well, you know, the kids with their, with their MySpace, <laughs> right. you know, and, uh, but I don't, you know, and it's kind of like I like that excitement of discovering something new, being able to dip my toe in it and see if I can entertain. You know, I have 11 million followers on TikTok and I'm not a 16 year old little girl. <laughs> not yet. No. It's possible. Well, I, I don't identify as one. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. All right. You don't know my pronoun. You know what? <laughs> I did ask. There's a signal. <laughs> I love it. You got it. Uh, incredible. I, there's a, a lesson that I learn as I meet all extraordinary people, people that have uh, the desire to be what they must be, that curiosity, creativity uh, that attracts so many people like you. And it's being more interested than interesting. And right. most comedians you would think are just interesting people. They're reading off jokes to 
be interesting, to have attention. They were the middle child, but you, you really drive all the different businesses, industries, careers, jobs, and entertaining things that you do simply by being curious and creative and being more interested than interesting, which I think is a core characteristic for success and especially entrepreneurship. And next time we'll talk about Proto, uh, which is right by you with the scary looking Bob's big boy guy, but it's an it's incredible. Bobby. It's Bobby. Bobby. From Bobby's world. I did a cartoon. He's amazing. But we mixed the two Bobbies. I love it. It's our voice I used to do. Oh, I forgot the ventriloquism and all that. No, I don't do ventriloquism. I did voices, <laughs> in, the, voices. in the 90s. I was but Gizmo from Gremlins. The, and uh, many other movies, by the way, yeah. as well. Just a huge success. And uh, enjoy his podcast as well, Howie Mandel does stuff. I think it's indicative of this podcast. He does a lot of stuff, and it's certainly an honor to be here with you, my friend. This is David Meltzer with the incredible Howie Mandel with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.